You're listening to the Rogers Sporting Goods Podcast with Patrick Fisher, Chandler Smith, and Josh from Outdoor Limits. In this podcast, we'll touch on everything from gear to ducks to deer, turkey and fishing. From field to table, let's dive in. I have Mountain Ops energy shots. Like, are they dry? No, it's, Is it it's, the, it's like a little bottle of oh, like a five-hour energy out? bottle, but it's 200 milligrams of caffeine. Whoa, where are those at? <laughs> at my house. Oh, that doesn't help I me. think I got one in my truck. Ooh. Anyways. But you were talking about we're going to do a Thanksgiving, maybe a wild game yeah, we were talking feast about a, podcast. A Thanksgiving, you know, podcast. Like we did this past Halloween podcast, two, pos- two podcasts ago. Yeah. We do a wild game cook Thanksgiving podcast. That'd be nice. You've been talking about the duck brats for a while. Yeah. Well, I I've, want some. I've, I've got the casings and the seasoning. I've got everything ready to make it. I just, just got to make them. Make it. You just got to go shoot some ducks. That too. That's coming. Yes. That's that, going to happen. That's and good. actually, yeah. oh, that's what I'm eating tonight. I'm ducks? eating teal. What are you going to do? I don't know how much. I don't know if I can eat my whole limit. And this goes right into our topic for today. But Saturday was my first time this year hunting big ducks and of course i shot all teal nice but <laughs> i shot, a, I shot a limited customers teal. at the store said the there was a lot of teal down yeah i mean with all the weather that got we that didn't pushed everything we else. saw we heard and saw some big ducks before shooting light shooting light came we saw teal for two and a half hours straight and then when we were leaving we started seeing big ducks trickle in that was Saturday. That was before it really got cold. Like, what was the high this morning? 25 degrees? It was cold. It was decently yeah, it was cold. Truck to warm back up a little bit yeah. these next few days. But it, it got cold this week. But I went out Saturday and shot shot my limited teal. And I just couldn't pass the opportunities. They were too good. Yeah. Opening like, day? Take yeah. what you can get, man. Oh, yeah. I wasn't. You know, I, the whole morning I'm like, all right, I'm going to shoot two teal, and I'm going to wait for some dabbling <laughs> ducks, some bonus ducks, some big ducks. And and then the next flock of teal come in. It's like, I can't do it. And no, I you shoot can't. another one. I was like, well, nah. I'll do three and three. And then the next flock of teal comes in. It's like, I can't do it. Four and two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, maybe I can get a little bonus, you know, gadwall or widgeon at the end. Yeah. No. Just fig- I just wanted to wrap it up. So all, all green wings? No. Two, two blue wings out of the, oh, out nice. of the bag, actually. Dang. And uh, I can even share the picture with Hayden, and he can throw it up there if he wants to on the podcast. Just, I don't know, for content. But uh, two-man, two-limit. Me and uh, another coworker here went out. North Side, nice. Missouri. It's a good time. My shooting was actually really good. I was surprised. I only missed three times. I was, I was surprised I was hitting them all. And, uh, you know, opening day, you never know what you're going to get. But I think some of the dove and teal Dang. hunting kind of kicked me in the gear this year yeah i think i did too much dove hunting you did and now i'm over leading ducks yeah i mean i had the funny thing about the morning was i forgot like i had some speed shock and black cloud in the back of my truck i was like oh, i was just gonna grab one box of one of those and it's either like they're like twos or something mm-hmm. some big duck loads right well i forgot them and i had fat i had not fast deal teal steel in my my uh blind bag from teal season i had a brand new 25 round box of teal steel fives or sixes sixes mm. three inch sixes and those things they did it oh yeah 
Oh, man. Good I've shot those before. Those I like the fives. Oh man, I, the fives. I mean, I bought them for like some teal, maybe some dove if you needed to throw something in. But if you're in a pinch, but not really. I bought them for teal. Yeah, and those things it worked great opening day. But what are you showing us? Yeah, we got one. Yeah, we got a giveaway. Just don't. Oh, we it just, is in here. It's it's right there. Pat, you ought to have Josh. Get I didn't it. realize that it All was. Right, go get it. We'll go grab it here in a second. That's right now. Anyways. Nah. No, nah, we'll wait. Not yet. No, we can't spill the beans quite yet. No. Anyways, I talked about my weekend. What I think giveaway. all three of us. Yeah, <laughs> what giveaway? I think all three of us hunted public over the weekend. Yeah. Maybe. Public waterfowl. Did you? No, I hunted no, private. No, he hunted private. But you did get out. I did get out. Yep. Didn't think I was going to. Came in the store. Came we in the got, store. got all your your stuff ready oh yeah josh came in griping about his wallet was hurting after he saw you yeah. at the store yeah i go in the store and patrick's like you need this you need this you need this i literally Lo got and behold him. i'm like 350 bucks deep i the got him <laughs> the basics yeah i mean if you don't have anything well i also you did put in a, and you uh, did put in a trigger stick yeah trigger stick and a duck call so there's like 200 bucks right there yeah yeah so it wasn't but i got him set up okay well, yeah. I always say if a customer comes see me, they're good for a twenty dollar bill. That's I'll, it. I'll at least get twenty bucks out of them. Okay, like they might just be there to check on something. Oh, if, they, just, if I make eye contact, twenty bucks. They're just there to say hi, you know. And you're like, well, you got to buy this. Yep, something. Yeah, typically. Um, and I went public uh, archery, deer hunting, hunting. Yep, and you saw some. Yeah, he almost it was good. He said he almost and slung I, one. I, slung an I'm arrow. telling you, very tempting. Um, not to. Well, it's not that I didn't want to. I was. I tell you what, everybody wants to get a hold of me, dude. Um, it's probably all spam. Yeah, probably. Um, is I was. Uh, I saw. It was like all at once. So. Um, I had one doe early, like four something, just kind of came out of nowhere. But later on, like the magic hour, um, I had, it was two or three bucks. I can't tell if the first one that came in was a little bit different. I didn't get a great look, but so two or three bucks and like six to nine does. And I say that because everything's kind of moving all at once and you're just sitting still. So I'm trying to count, you know. Yeah. But the... The bucks were not out of shooting range. Uh, again, I'm bow hunting. They're probably at 20 yards, but they're kind of behind my tree and across this creek, um, which gave me good cover where I was hiding. But if they they need to move about 10 yards to my left, and would have tempted me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. Uh, I don't get too. If I'm excited, yeah. that's, that's all. That tells me. You're good to go. That was my next question. Where were you? Uh, was your adrenaline pumping? Heart, heart pounding? Yeah, and it was. Obviously, we had a nice cold front move in. Yeah. Over Missouri this past weekend, and so, and I don't like gloves. So the gloves I do have, they're the thin early season whitetail gloves from Sitka. So the thumb and the pointer fingers, you don't have. Mm-hmm. And so when you're holding. You know, I've got the bow ready, and I'm just resting it on my leg. And so when you're doing that, and I probably did that for a good 
40 minutes just sitting there like this watching, watching deer. the deer and the bucks didn't move it's like they just froze so i didn't want to move and ruin an opportunity or if something yeah. else was coming and i blew them out and then ruined it and so my fingers were getting cold though oh yeah uh, but anyways it was awesome to see so i had squirrels doing civil war reenactments and <laughs> I was like all sorts of stuff, but it was just fun to be out there, see yeah. something different every time you go out. So, yeah, we all got out, out in the outdoors, and um, it's picking up. Everything's rocking and rolling. Will Middle Zone be open when this comes out? Yes, from Missouri. Mm-hmm. It'll be open two days before this comes out. Okay, so Middle Zone's opening up, which is kind of right around where our, we're our, all at. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, in the rut by this weekend will really be kicking in. Pre-rut hard. And what do you call it pre-rut or rut? Um, yeah, kind of pre-rut action, but you know, um, chasing. There's a probably bit. you know maybe a couple early does maybe starting mm-hmm. now, but by this weekend, yeah, you know it'll be rocking and rolling. And but that kind of leads us into what we wanted to talk about today. Um, one Josh, if you've ever listened, he obviously hunts a lot of public waterways, um, waterfowl hunting. Um, Chandler definitely gets out and does a lot of public land hunting for waterfowl. Yeah. And Um, deer. And you've done deer too. Um, and I have as well. Um, so we just wanted to, with all the seasons now going on, um, a lot of people are getting into hunting or this would be a good refresher for everybody that's mm-hmm. been public hunting before. Um, so this is kind of a, uh, public land etiquette, unwritten rules podcast, uh, kind of just our experiences that we've encountered things that, you know, uh, we want to let the listeners in on, on, you know, unwritten rules there's not ethics the ethics of it the morals of it the you know it's not like there's a handbook out there no there is not actual laws that you have to abide by public lane hunting besides the your everyday normal ones like those are standard right wear blaze during firearms that kind of thing um and for the most part, obviously, we're talking about our experiences. So everything that we've hunted basically here in Missouri, um, there might be some areas in some other states, maybe there is some rules you have to follow by. Yeah. Um, so this is, we're just kind of speaking from our experience. But Before we um, jump into the nitty gritty, do you want to go through uh, Brian's list of Yeah, I do want to. So I actually, <laughs> this is hilarious. It was, it was a pretty funny phone yeah. conversation. Uh, so... Uh, one, I'm going to give all you listeners out there a chance to get out a pen and paper or your notes on your phone because I'm going to give you out a phone number here, um, which maybe Hayden can post at the bottom of this video. Um, he wants us to give that out too. So, and this is this is a public announcement for Kansas City Northland area local people. So, if yeah. you're listening across the country. Listen to what he's got to say, but it's not really pertaining to you. Yeah, but a lot of listeners, too, are also from around here, so um, this is kind of their PSA. We have Um, rifle season and duck seasons all dropping right now. 
and he has an all yeah. all sorts of stuff. He I wanted. text I text the conservation agent for Clay County, Missouri. Okay, which hey, is where we're in right now. Yeah, is yeah. there any like rules, regulations, laws when it comes to public hunting? You know, like distance between hunters, certain things that maybe people don't know that actually are rules. And I get a call within two minutes. <laughs> nice. And then I have a half hour conversation with him about stuff. Um, one, no, there's not really, it's, which we're going to get into, but there's not really any public hunting regulations between, you know, the outdoorsman. It's more of a self-regulation, which we're going to get into. And he's at least talking about Missouri. Yes. Other states can be different. Right. But for our Missouri listeners, could you say the phone number? Yeah, we'll I get will. To definitely. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, so this is kind of a PSA for anybody in the northwest Missouri area, especially Clay County, um, but really anywhere in this kind of Kansas City Northland area hunting. So a few things to go over. One, we talked about um, when it comes to your federal duck stamp. Mm-hmm. Um, some people forget. So obviously when you go to pay for it now, you get an electronic yep. on your phone. Or you can go to the post office and get or one. Or you can go to the post office and get one. Physical stamp. Yes. What happens is those only last 45 days. So the electronic just, ones do. The electronic ones. So just kind of a reminder. Maybe you purchased it, you know, at the very beginning of the year, as soon as they were available. Mm-hmm. Season's going on. And then you forget oh, shoot, it's expired. Even though you purchased it, if it expires and then you don't have the physical one on hand with you, you can get in trouble. That does not count. Yep. So make sure um, that one, if you have the electronic one, it's still valid. And in Missouri, it'll It'll show show you you. on the app. Yeah. Yeah. If you... So just double check that. That's one of the announcements he wanted us to send out. So double check. Make sure your federal ducks electronic duck stamp hasn't expired. If it has, make sure you go get the physical stamp and carry that on your person. Should have come in the mail to your yes, or yes. should have come. In, yes, yeah, the electronic yes. version will come in the yeah. in the mail. If for some reason it hasn't shown up in the mail, as Josh just said, go to the post office and get one. And I got mine right here, Tundra Swans. Nice. I always pay attention to those, like the, I get it on Facebook, like all the entries Oh yeah, from people. Oh, yeah. They're super cool just to see what some people go to, talk about a rabbit hole here, but some people go to great lengths to get like the, what they want to find. Like one person went out for like a week out in the middle of this uh, wildlife marsh area. Mm-hmm. And camped out for a week, taking waterfowl photos and videos to get inspiration on their entry. Huh. Oh, really? Interesting. I was like, uh, "Oh a my big deal. gosh, it's a, it's a big deal." Yeah, to be the well, just any finalist, and then to be the winner, it's got to be like. Is yeah. it like the same like the one or two guys that win like very frequently? There's been there's, some multiple winners, yeah. but yeah, I'd I have about to look one or two. But yeah, there's some yeah. Yeah. Some some people just have the vision though, so they're really you yeah. know. Okay. So anyway, so yeah. that covers the electronic stamp. So Missouri, you have a small game hunting migratory in the duck stamp. Mm-hmm. Other states have similar things but they're named a little bit different. They might not be small game hunting or whatever. Right. You know, but that's for Missouri. Those are the three you need. 
And if your duct stamp electronic is expired, you need to have it on you. Yeah, make sure you across the, the front. Yep. You got to sign across that front because you can't trade duck stamps with. And with the middle zone opening this weekend, yep. double check. Brian, Brian's going to be there. checking a lot of people, and there's yep. going to there's a hundred percent there's going to be yep. that case. Yep. Um, they will be out, you know, especially opening weekend. You know, they'll have oh, extra yeah. agents on hand, staff, make sure everything's running smoothly. They're going to be checking people. It's no different than any other year, mm-hmm. you know. So just make sure you're following all those rules and regulations. Um, that was another thing um, that we talked about, and I even brought it up. Um, we always have our running joke, check yeah. your local game and fish regulations, but also make sure you check every new hunting season that comes about. Mm-hmm. They change year to year. Yeah, uh, your limits can your change. Your limits change, what you can take. Sometimes stuff will be rescinded. Sometimes things will be added in. So you need to look every year. Um, it might have been the same in the past 10 years, um, which I'm going to get to one. So like Clay County this year, if you're a Clay County resident, Clay County, Missouri, it is now in a CWDE Sorry, CWD management zone. So that is new. It hasn't been a CWD zone ever that I can remember. Yeah. So you're hunting every year, whitetail. You know, I'm 39. I had to think about that. <laughs> I'm 39 now. So all the years I've hunted, it's never changed. So if I just go into this year, like, yeah, it's the same. Yeah, a couple of things are different. You can't it's feed. different. No mineral. No, no salt mineral, licks. salt licks, corn, nothing. Attractants. Corn, you can do corn anyways, but yeah. But like off season. But then now at the same time, antler restriction. No antler restriction. No right? antler restriction. So that's rescinded. Correct. Um, so all this is changing and it changes, you know, yearly. Yeah. And so uh, one thing he wanted me to say was one, remember you're now in a CWD management zone for Clay County, Missouri which also means you can take part in the extra five days, five day rifle portion. So you get an extra week of rifle hunting um, on top of that. Two, it doesn't mean they found a deer in Clay County. Oh, that was a good one. I like that. Um, that has tested positive. The reason being is there was a positive in Ray, Ray County, County, Missouri. Yep. What they do is then they draw out a circle radius. And Clay County happened to be within that. So they added Clay County just to make sure that it didn't spread to this county. Yeah. So if there's no positive test, they might get rid of it. I, You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's and just that's a what, study. And that goes to that mandatory 11th and 12th uh, Clay County. That you day. shoot a deer on the 11th and 12th firearm If it's an tag. antlered. Antlered? I'm not sure. But that is part of the double check, um, which deer you have to check in. At the same mandatory station. CWD check-in on yeah. the first two days. Mandatory, you have to go do that. And that's Remember new. We for talked about it with the. Were you here when the surveyed? No, I wasn't. Sorry, I apologize. It's, yeah, it's me, Patton. Yep. Josh was gone. You were yeah. hunting, I think. Actually, where were you? You're in like Dakota. Is that or in something? the Dakotas? I yeah. don't know. I think it has. I think it was. It was, it was Dakota, yeah, not Nebraska. Yeah. But um, and part of that. So one, we talked about it. There's a list on all of the CWD regulations. The sampling stations you need to take your deer to are on the MDC website. One thing he brought up that he obviously has overheard and and talked about 
um, is you need to check with the meat processor. If you take your deer somewhere, check with them because some meat lockers won't process a deer from a CWD zone. Hmm. So double check yeah. before you harvest your animal. You go to take it there, and they're like, oh, I'm sorry. We can't. You know, it was shot in Clay County, and we're not processing it. So think ahead. That way you're not scrambling. Um, Another thing you mentioned was, and this is towards the end of the conversation, but think ahead on the tags that you purchase at the beginning of the year. If you purchase your archery tags and you don't purchase an antlerless only, and you just, or no, is that rifle? Yeah, so when you do your archery tags, you get two two any deer, two turkey. Yeah. If you don't purchase an antlerless tag, antlerless only permit only, and you harvest a doe, you know, and you don't want to use your any deer tag, you can't go buy an antlerless tag right then and there and then notch it. They get notified, like they can see when purchases are made, things like that. So, you know, you, uh, so if you want, go spend the, I don't know, is it seven bucks, nine bucks? I always buy an extra one. Just spend the extra, let's just say 10. I don't And that would be for rifle too. Yeah, to buy an antlerless only tag. That way, if for some reason you're like, I really want to take that doe, or that doe's blowing at you, (laughs) and you want to take that doe out, uh, you have an antlerless only tag, and you don't have to burn those to any deer. Yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah. So he talked about that. Um, One thing he talked about, well, a couple things. One, and I brought up this question. When you say I harvested a deer, I telecheck it on my the Mo app, mm-hmm. um, and I've got all that done. But say I shot it in the morning, and then I meet up with my buddies and we go eat lunch, eating biscuits and gravy. Yep, go get a uh, um, go get a nice skillet. Yep, loaded up some eggs, oh, yeah. hash Easy browns, cheese. all that, and I leave the deer in the bed of the truck. And I go inside, technically, he can come up to the truck. And if that deer is not tagged with my name, conservation number, stating that's my deer, yep. you can get a ticket. I always wondered about that with this new like app stuff. App yeah. stuff you have to be tags. within the vicinity. Like okay. if we're all huddled around the truck talking... And you're looking at my deer in the bed of my truck. Yeah. I'm there with it because my... you got to be an earshot of the deer. Yeah. You what, can't go inside with five of your buddies and then there's a deer in the bed of this truck. They don't know whose it is because so it's not tagged. So, so you can saying, just write it on a piece of paper. Just name and conservation number? Conservation number takes care of everything because they can look up your... Yeah. Or write your... If you check it in, you'll get a telecheck ID number. Yeah, you'll get an ID in number In Missouri. For yeah. So write that down, your conservation number and name, and that way he knows, okay, this deer belongs to Patrick. And I highly recommend trying to fit in, for Missouri at least, really remembering or memorizing your conservation number. Yeah. I need to do that. I yeah. need to do that. <laughs> the app I do, I'm so used to it now. It's so handy. The but, app has it all. So but that's a in, good point, There's so though. many situations, like with that deer in the bed of your truck, you need to put all your information on. Yeah. And, yeah, you can get on your phone. And or the phone died. You know, yeah, or phone died, and you're getting checked. And you're getting Guess what? checked. You can rattle off. It, I mean, you, I have a card, but I can rattle off. Yeah, and they off can always card. look you up. But yeah. if you can be like, oh, my conservation number, yeah. nine, 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 you know, yeah, boom, done. They, they can see all the, all yeah. the nitty-gritty there. But then 
going to like tree stands on public ground. Right. Which on public hunting, you have to mark your stands. Mm -hmm. In Missouri, yeah. Yeah. And I think one, a lot of places yeah, you have to do yeah. that. And it's a good idea anyways. Um, but he brought up a good point. Yeah, he recommends stamping them, like buying like a little stamp kit. Oh, yeah. Because guys, just that type of person might walk out in the woods, see the stand's got your name on it. Well, they rip your name off because mm -hmm. it's tied to it or something. It ain't your stand anymore to them. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. there's no, and a conservation agent that comes up there and you say, this is my stand. And he's like, okay, where's the proof? Now it's just, and the other guy's like, no, it's mine, even yeah. though it's not. Now you got to prove it. Well, if you stamp it. That's a great idea. Or like get a little engraver. Engraver or stamp. He said like there's yeah. like a little cheap stamp kit so you can yeah, buy where you can just like pick out a letter it, and, you know, yep. hammer. And, little, and all he needs is the conservation number. Honestly, so yeah, that's, that's all you it. put on there. Yep. Done. But those are good points. You think about yeah, it's great stuff. You know, um, we, we called him on the phone and he had all of these things. Like man, he deals. With he's these already getting inundated all the time, every year, even right now. People didn't know that you couldn't feed in Clay County. It's happened already. It's happening already. Yeah, and then yeah, it's and then you and you might do it nonchalant, like you've been doing it, putting out mineral. You know, on your property. Oh, yeah. It's like when you're forever. at the store, you're like, oh, you can't use that. That's got protein in it. I'm like, what? Right. Because where you, because the county you're in, you can put out mineral. Yes. But the mineral he was looking at had protein. You can't do that because now you're feeding it. Now you got a food. Yep. Now you have a food protein. It's not just. Did you, you know, buy, would you buy a block or lucky like a buck? tub of lucky buck lucky buck yeah. it's funny too well not funny but lucky buck will tell you no this is okay in this state yeah, this yeah, is yeah. okay here county to county is different like clay county you couldn't put out lucky buck because you can't put out any either because you can't put out anything um even those old screw in corn <laughs> remember those yeah, yeah <laughs> remember yeah, those yeah. like molasses corn screw in blocks like and you'd screw them screw. into the ground the screw in the, yeah they look they and were like sit up about sell them at walmart yeah they were the craziest. They probably worked what were like they called. Great. It was like a corn lick, but it was yeah. bound Corkscrew, with like little molasses or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like they lathed it. You know, we'll have it. to show Hayden one of those because I think he'd get a kick out. Oh of Oh my gosh, we could find a picture of it. Do they still make good. them? I don't know. Probably. Or the one that you screwed onto a tree. Yeah, there's the one bucket. The bucket that you would screw onto the tree, and there was just big chunk of attractant. Yeah. That looked like a shape of a bucket, and then you screwed it onto the tree oh and popped the bucket There's off. There's all sorts of stuff. We all yeah. do crazy things. I'm just trying you know, to I'm get that ready deer to come by. And ready for um, the, the guys out there throwing buck bombs like they're in yeah. like so, a war. The last thing, and this is where you're going to need your pen and paper or your notepad to take down um, Agent Bartlett's phone number. This is not his personal cell, although I joked and said, maybe I'll give this number out. Um, and this is the conservation agent, acting agent, the lead agent for Clay County, Missouri. So if you have any questions, you want to ask a question, you need to know something, give him a call anytime. Uh, leave a message, he'll give you a shout back. So this number is 816-835-6085. Six zero eight seven. Again, that is eight one six eight three five six zero eight seven, and that his last name is Bartlett. 
His name's Brian Bartlett. So he's the agent for Clay County, Missouri. So yeah, when was the first time he checked you? How, how young were you? Mm, I've known him so long, and I was joking with him. I said, I've known you so long that you've checked me before. Mm-hmm. Like, he checked me and my dad. We were fishing. Yeah. You know, out at Smithville by Sailboat Cove. He wanted, you know, he just, he was with another agent. And I mean, I've been checked before by other agents. We've had mm-hmm. Mark McNeely on. He's the agent in DeKalb County. Yep. Um, you know, he's checked me a few times, so I ain't nothing to worry about. <laughs> I yeah. check I check my regs every year. You got to. Have you to. have to. Yeah, you learn things like you can't shoot deer out your your porch window. <laughs> yeah, he had someone someone poach a deer out a window. Well, kitchen window, I think it was. Yeah, it was just <laughs> he used a gun and it wasn't gun season. Well, and you can't fire within <laughs> so and uh, who ex- knows was it 100, he, 100 yards of a dwelling or something like that? I don't know. He was There's just some, I think sitting in his, about, He was sitting there eating breakfast and <laughs> <laughs> took a deer. So, yeah. anyways, those are some announcements. So, um, but if you have questions, give uh, Agent Bartlett a phone call and he can answer anything yeah. you've got questions on. Rap, so, recap: Waterfowlers have your your three different permits. Yep. Make sure you got stamp. all your permits and they're active and um, and duck totes. But you identify but, your birds. Yep. Steel Put your ducks non, on non-toxic, your, non-toxic, yep. non-toxic shot. shot. Plugs, check for your plug. Every check year. plug. Check for your that plug happens every a year. lot. Like, oh yeah, some people have a new shotgun or they borrow a shotgun or something happens. They grab a shotgun they never use, and then all of or a sudden they're coming off spring, spring snow uh, goose hunting. Snow goose yeah. hunting and the next time they use it, and you don't even think well, about check it. Check it with the shells that you're using too. Correct, because it may be plugged for a three-inch shell, mm-hmm. but that third shell might slip into the mag tube if yep. you're using two and three quarters and this yeah. all comes down to the user this is uh you know well so and so i'm borrowing so and so's shotgun so they, could, they could have a pencil I'm, in there for I'm all hunt, you know <laughs> i'm hunting so and so's property like you, you need to make yeah, sure you bought the gun from a pawn shop it's their you're third job good to put a plug in no yeah. so um anyways yeah. yeah we just want everybody to be able to go out there enjoy the outdoors and not have it ruined because they messed up or, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they weren't even thinking about it. Like it would, wasn't, you know, on purpose, but it happens. And you got a ticket and it ruined your day. So there you go. There you go. How about that? That's the PSA That's from Pat. Boom. Right before. Yeah. Right, um, right as November kicks off. So with the public hunting going on, a lot of people public hunt. Uh, Missouri's got some great spots to public hunt. Um, we wanted to go through kind of our experiences um, and some things that we think people should follow. Yeah, at least in our opinion, we should do the giveaway. Our recommendation, do the but giveaway. first, <laughs> will uh, you grab the three lucky duck items? There should be three. Yeah. So what are we on? Week four. Week four. This is week four of our Christmas. Will you uh, pop that one open for me while I'm describing this? So, this is week four of our Christmas. Here, I'll hold that one. Yeah. Week four of our 12 days of Christmas giveaway. So, uh, I'm glad everybody is participating. We only have eight more weeks. I know. We're going to have to come up with some more stuff. I don't even know what I'm going to get Hayden for Christmas. Mm. It's going to be a... uh, 
a G Fuel from Quick Trip. That'll suffice. <laughs> <laughs> Just get him a case of case of energy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he might need it by December. He'll be all worn out at all. Oh this stuff. man, with the holidays and all the videos and stuff, he's going to be shooting. So, um, shout out to Hayden though behind the camera. He's the one that makes sure you all can see this, and he gets everything looking good. So yeah, he'll definitely put that up. Um, and a big shout out to this week's sponsor for our giveaway comes to us from Lucky Duck. So, uh, shout out to old Riggy Hart, Masters of Deception from Lucky Duck. Yep. Ooh, Look at that thing. That's spicy. I saw one of those Saturday in the March. Dang. 100%. Hey. Dude was a baller. That's a top notch bag right there. <laughs> that thing is sweet. We did a video on it, actually. If you want to see about this bag, we have a video. Yes. Is that out yet? Hayden, Hayden, not yet. Hayden needs That's to put okay. the video out. He no will biggie. be out before this video comes yeah. out. It's yep. no biggie. Okay, so, so what get is ch- this check that out. Back? So from Lucky Duck for this week's giveaway, we have starting on our, my left here is the new Lucky Duck Twin Pack Quiver Duck Butt. Yep, that's a- um, these all run off of uh, two double A's and uh, super nice. Gives you a little bit of motion so you get two of the, you know, they quiver, make some ripples yep. in the water, so those are super nice. And this uh, is a Rogers exclusive, right? It is because uh-huh. we the only ones they do that the have singles, the two pack, but they make a two pack. And then to go with that, because of course you need some spinners. Hopefully they can see that in there. This is the Lucky Duck Twin Pack with remotes. I think it comes with remotes. Got them on the picture. Yep, it's got uh, the rechargeable batteries. Yeah, this comes with everything. Your wings, uh, six-volt batteries um, for both of them. Um, Rain it off. Comes there. with your – I'm raining it right <laughs> off here. You get your two three-piece 42-inch stakes, two HD remotes. It's the 2.01 with the intermittent timers. These new new remotes are sweet, too, because yep. you can you – can, uh, I need to get a new one. I have the on-off switch remote, but I don't have this new one. Yeah, this new one's sweet. It's got a couple channels on there. One – with Lucky Duck, you can put an infinite number of um, devices devices onto a remote if they're remote compatible. Um, you just got to get another receiver. Mm-hmm. And two, with this new remote, um, it has a couple channels. So maybe you want to put all your spinners on one channel all your water and motion. all your water motion on another. And maybe your goose, you got and agitators your, and stuff like that. And then that your goose on flapper another. on another. How many yeah. channels does it do? It might. I think it's two. There oh, is, never mind. I, yeah, it should be two. Okay, two uh, channels. And a good on-off hard switch. Mm-hmm. That way, remember the originals, and mm-hmm. it get bumped in your bag, and then it stay on, and your Dive. decoys in there. Just, yep. You know, so that's super cool. So thanks, Lucky Duck, for that. And then you can put all of that inside the um, Lucky Duck. This is the timber. Yep, four slot spinning backpack and Optifade timbers. You could put all of this in that pack and probably still have a little bit of room. I saw one of those coffee. marsh marsh version headed into the the uh, the the swamp or the marsh. Yeah, Saturday just, he just took off down the down the road. There's a lot of room in that bag. Yeah, there is. A lot of coffee can fit in there. You do the I think you're about. $520 MSRP. That bag alone is 250 bucks. Woo. Retail. And That's like, crazy. And, and these are, are like 200 yep. 220 And then you're like 70 80 bucks for the quiver duck butt. So, and you can put it all in there. This bag's sweet. It's got slots for all your 
Looks like uh, a waterproof bottom on there. Yeah, and a solid bottom. Waterproof, yeah. hard bottom, structured. Super nice. So, again, big shout-out to Lucky Duck and Ricky Hart over there and uh, for for sponsoring this giveaway. So, check that out. And you can also, we offer a whole lineup of Lucky Duck stuff. So, yeah. um, they got some neat products out there. But What um, might the secret word be? Let's do that. Lucky? Lucky. Oh, that's going to say, yeah. You got another one? Nope. That's good. That's okay. perfect. L-U-C-K-Y. Yep. That's secret code. Secret code this week for this giveaway, the week four giveaway, is lucky. Where might people find the link to get the enter Ooh. in the giveaway? Chandler? Well, <laughs> the easiest way I would say is just go to any of our social pages. I don't care which one. And then go to the link tree. And then you're going to click on the giveaway You'll see it there on the link tree. You don't go up and you can enter yeah. it. So That's it should, the fastest way. And should, that should be in the description on YouTube. And that here code word. In the description as well. You put the link tree in the description of this podcast? I'll put the actual giveaway link oh, okay. in the description. Nice. That's nice. And that code gets you a bunch of bunch more free entries. 100 entries? 100 entries. We had, 100. speaking Ooh. of the H-U-N. bonus code, um, it is definitely worth entering because our giveaway winner for the Halloween podcast won using... The, the secret, secret code. code. Nice. Yeah. So Wait, how'd they spell it? <laughs> <laughs> Did they get one extra entry for spelling it wrong? No. I, tr- okay. I actually tried to go in there and do it that way, but I couldn't. You oh. couldn't make two different you, codes. You oh, make two different gotcha. codes. No, yeah. I tried to. Um, but yeah, just spelled it Hayden. Definitely worth entering. Yeah. Uh, that so it helped that person out. 100%. Oh, yeah. For sure. Lucky code is, well, the lucky code, the, the secret code, is, code is, yeah. is lucky. Awesome. Yeah, so that's a sweet setup with waterfowl season underway. That's going to be one. Not as heavy products this week, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> no. know. You don't have to. All together, That's going to be one lucky duck, I tell you what. Yeah. Didn't. <laughs> that's Terrible. pretty sweet giveaway, though. That's awesome. Yeah, I'd be about that one. I need new spinners anyway. Oh, yeah. All right. I need a few more. So. That's what I, I don't know why I want more. Yeah. So let's go through some. What scenario do you want to start with? Like deer, duck? Um, let's go to ducks. Okay. They, the, I got ducks uh, on the brain. Yeah, let's talk about waterfowl mainly, um, but some of this does cross over, so I'll fill in some gaps with the... You want to uh, give like a scenario? Like kind of why, why I brought... We have two scenarios. I could do my brother's one that I that's, talked that's to you about. the deer about, or the duck? The deer one. Yeah, yeah. And well, then, but you could talk about... What brought this up was I went out Saturday opening for Northland, Missouri, and you can imagine opening day on a public land place. You can just imagine what happens there. But I think if more people understood, like, some some etiquette or to the public marshes, things would go a lot better. Um, what we had was multiple waves of people getting to a public marsh during the opening day. We had... The core group, I would call them, that would get there the appropriate time for opening day, or just appropriate time in general, I think. You know, it wasn't too early. We didn't get there at midnight and, you know, camp out, you know, I've done before. But it was the appropriate time to arrive. Everybody, all you know, the three parties kind of got together. We all had the spots picked out. We all had the perfect distance. You know, what we all liked. We felt good. Hour later, maybe, that was probably an hour later, a new wave comes. The guys who didn't draw in. The guys who didn't maybe get drawn in at a certain place or they're just a little bit late to getting out or whatever. Yeah. They still were well before shooting light, but they were just later to the party. Well, what they do is they come in and they start filling in 
between your gaps. And, of course, here's the spotlights. Everybody's flying around spotlighting each other because they're starting to try to squeeze in between these gaps here. And they're getting into unsafe, I would say, in some places that are a little bit issues. And I'll get to that in a second. And then there's a third way that shows up 15 minutes before shooting light and try to walk out. And then at that time, no one has their headlamp on. Now headlamps start popping up everywhere and they don't know where to go. They end up having to walk out like a bunch of meerkats popping up. (laughs) When you walk in, when you walk in with shooting lights, like five minutes ready and you see them trying to walk out with a headlamp. Like nine 30, 10 o'clock. And then all of a sudden one headlight pops on another headlight pops on. And then they're like, well, they can't go anywhere. They thought they had a spot, but they didn't know that there's hunters already there. Yeah. So it kind of ruined their morning. I think they found a place to hunt, but they relate to the game. Happens to everybody. Yep. It happened to me before. You know, just the biggest thing is get there early. That's what was, you know, on that article you were reading, like a big thing is when you're hunting public, get there early. It gives everybody time to get set up and not ruin everything for anybody else. Because then you can start figuring out your space. Yeah, those two kind of went together. I just. Well, there's, there's another thing I'd like to touch on and stuff that I've done in the past is oftentimes when you get to the marsh at like an appropriate time, kind of the general, maybe two hours before shooting light, uh, everybody's kind of at their trucks, getting everything ready. What I like to do is have conversations with those guys in the, in the parking lot and say, all right, where are you guys planning to go? You got here a little bit before me. Where are you going? We'll figure this out. Yeah, yeah, that's so, a good idea. And Brian Bartlett was yeah. saying the educated, the, the older hunter would like to get away from everybody. Yes. And a novice might not understand, you know, how that works. But Yeah, I think that I put the show up early like you guys are talking about. And the the first come first serve like you're you know it's not really like oh first come first serve you can't hunt on this lake not really saying that you guys are just talking about like you know one show up early so you might be able to talk to people mm-hmm. as they're offloading yep so um, you're not walking in and then having to walk all the way back out because the spot you wanted to go to there's, there's somebody there. already there and you're wasting time mm-hmm. um, and two. It gives you time to move around, set up decoys, uh, see headlamps and lights moving. So showing up early, especially in waterfowl, there's yeah. just so much more to do, especially if you're putting in a boat or the long walks in, setting up decoys. So, yeah, and it happened. We've we've all done it where you'd, you hit the snooze or you accidentally turned off the alarm instead of hitting the snooze, and then pretty soon it's like, shoot, we're going to be kind of close. You come in, it's yeah. like 30 minutes before shooting time. You start walking in, and there's people there. And so now, you know, or you're coming in right at shooting time, which is, like, the perfect time. You know, that first morning volleys, you know. Yeah, so you don't want to get into that. Don't no. don't be walking in when it's shooting time. Like, at shooting time, no. If, if you can't be set in your blind, you want to make ready sure. to shoot the ducks that are coming into your spread yeah. at legal light, don't even walk like, in until later. Like, would you say... That's what I was going to ask you to, especially with waterfowl. Would you say then, hey, kind of cut your losses? One, um, try to find a plan B, or two, yes. maybe you're already up. Go get some breakfast, then come back out at lunch and set up for Dude, the evening I, time. I tell you what, there's been so many times I'm I'm hunting public, and I get there, hunt the morning flight, but let's say I got three ducks, I want to finish out my six. I'm just hanging out, chilling. 
that 11 o'clock to Ooh, 2 o'clock shit. time frame. You letting out secrets? Yeah, it's magical. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, uh, okay, no. I'll shut up. No, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, you're good. No, we know what you're saying, you, though. Just because shooting light, a lot. I think there's a common belief that duck hunting is best within the first 30 minutes of legal light. Yeah. Like that first that first that's 30 when you minutes. all the shots. Yes. There's great duck hunting to be had after those first 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, and, and I think the guys who didn't get the spot right off the bat went out after everybody was kind of heading out and limited out. Well, what time were you leaving? Uh, that might have been about 1030. Yep. I mean, I wanted, you know, I, we wanted to get out earlier because the guy I was hunting with had something to do. I wanted to work on the house. You know, I wanted to have some more of my Saturday available because we are ways from the house. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think those guys went back in at 1030 and I bet you they shot more big ducks than I did. Well, I didn't shoot any big ducks. I shot all teal, but I think the, the bigger ducks were moving in and around those times. They're coming back to loaf. Mm-hmm. They were, I think, you know, it's a good time yeah. to be in the marsh. Depending on what conservation areas you go to if it's a conservation area like the lake or whatever yeah a lot of times whether this is deer or duck i one um that i wrote down have a plan b so i'll have three to five spots picked out Mm -hmm. you know numbered okay this is where i want to go first and second third fourth fifth so on so great advice patrick but what i will do is i'll get out there plenty early whether it's deer or deer or duck if i pull into one of the turnarounds where individuals would park to walk in Mm -hmm. if there's two or three trucks there already at least for me i'm turning around and then i'm going to try my second spot yeah because one you're going in in the in the dark sometimes it can be a decent walk and if there's already two or three trucks the chances are they're going to be within a range where i don't want to set up anyways and so why pack all that in? I'm going to go to the next one. Now, if it's just a truck, okay, you can figure that out. If you get maybe to the shoreline or whatever and he's there, you can move a safe distance away and set up, you know, at least in the general area. Mm-hmm. But Okay, well, what what would you say is a, a safe distance? That's what we're We were talking about. about to get into this? Oh, yeah. So for me, and this is waterfowl, obviously. Okay. Strictly waterfowl. For me... I like 200 or more, 200 yards, Mm -hmm. not 200 feet, (laughs) 200 yards. So one thing me and Chandler were discussing, let's say it's 100 yards. Football field, yeah, you just think I stand on one side, you stand on the other. Yeah, that's a decent area between you and me as hunters. But then what you got to think about is when you're working birds, it's not abnormal, Mm -hmm. like Chandler was saying, for you to work birds that are making swings at 50, 60 yards. So if you think of it that way, well, then that duck, that group of ducks or whatever is now only 50 yards between the hunters. So I've I also like to had push it, it to the 200. I've also had it happen where like a group sets up close to me, like probably 100 yards or so. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're, we're probably... In, decent shape we're not going to shoot each other or anything but it's a little bit too close for comfort Mm -hmm. and the ducks were so confused 
Mm-hmm. They would they would just kind of circle might end both up hurting spreads. Both of you. it does hurt both parties. Yeah, they would the they would part. the ducks would just circle both spreads. None of them would really ever commit. They would just look at both spreads. They'd call, I'd call, they'd call, I call. The ducks would just bounce back and forth. And that's and then another just thing. Leave. So my my issue or experience Saturday was two guys set up within a hundred yards of us. One was a hundred hundred yards behind us, and then they had to sh- shift over so they weren't just shooting at our backs. And then the other was. 100 yards in front of us in between us and the, the one of the original guys who was there early mm-hmm. like they're just they come in and they slip in between your guys the distance right right and and maybe they think there's you know they're all right and safe but what happens is what happened saturday is we would get a chance to work birds but they were so close that they would shoot some of these birds on on our swing mm-hmm. i would call it our swing mm-hmm. and the, the bird wasn't necessarily decoyed into their spread but it flew, you know, within their shotgun range. Yes. And they thought, hey, let's take a chance. Let's and try Exactly. It. There's a lot of, let's take a chance because it swung into that range, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why I like to push to the 200 because at 100, birds flying in between you two at an even distance, 50 yards, someone might take a chance at that. At 200 yards, you're not, if they're in between you, you're not taking a chance at 100 yards. You're not, yard fighting, shot, you're not so. fighting over each other's swings. Yeah. That's a good point, for sure. Um, what, do you, what else you got, Josh, on that? Is that, do you like for the, distances? Yeah. I mean, um, just in general. It, honestly, it really just depends on the, the spot. Um, but yeah, I'd say 200 plus. Yeah, it might be like, different if it was like, now that you're saying, like if, uh, I'm trying to envision in this, there might be a couple of spots like this be kind of weird. Like it's a thin land mass and a person's hunting one cove on one side of that peninsula and you're hunting the totally other. Yeah. That's so one facing yeah. like on a lake where you got like two coves and then a peninsula is coming mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So yeah. you're, you can't even see each other and you're shooting away from each other. And working, one's facing east and west or north and south. Yeah, ultimately yeah. you're working two different sets of birds. Exactly. Even yeah. though you might be within a hundred yards, what we're saying is like, like down prairie the marsh, line. like just a prairie marsh. Open. Just very open. Everybody's hunting the same square pool. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'd say if you can get 300 being better. Perfect. I do want to state that distances seem a lot further at night. So when you're walking in and you see headlamps, they're not as far away as you might think. They right. Are. Yeah. So that makes always sense. keep that in mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I comes up and you're like, Oh, Hey, Hey, how's it going? I, I can see they're spinners. Yeah. <laughs> and I wouldn't necessarily go by what we were talking about, especially for like a novice hunter. You're just getting into it. Don't go by the, well, I can hear them calling because you can hear stuff a long ways away on the lake. I can hear people talking all the way on the other side of the lake if it's calm out mm-hmm. or the wind's carrying to me. And when you're wailing on duck calls, you can hear them. You might not even see them, but you know there's someone calling. So don't necessarily use that as your gauge. Um, use it by the physically, how far away are they? Yeah, I mean, the best Be thing is breaking do, out your rangefinder and the duck blind. <laughs> yeah, or like if you're going in for an afternoon hunt and maybe somebody's still hunting there from the from the morning, um, just look for spinners. A lot of guys use spinning wing decoys in the marsh, so mm-hmm. that's a great way to pinpoint exactly where they're hunting too. Yeah, and uh, you can situate yourself accordingly. Yeah, yep. headlamps. <clears throat> yep, for sure. Just start spacing out. Well, this this was kind of the you know 
pushing that distance, but they felt like, hey, let's take a chance at these. Mm-hmm. Um, is the sky busting, I think, is kind of one of those. Um, etiquette rule. I mean, you guys do a lot more waterfowl than me, but just we're going to try every duck that flies over that's way up there. I mean, let's try it. Yeah. 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 And, and you're not really, there's no work in them at all. I saw some of that, yeah, and, these, and they were just, you know, pop shots to see what they can get, you know, kind of thing. I mean, every now and again, you might get one. Yeah, true. But, but the thing I want to say about sky busting, too, is remember, like, if you hit that bird and you don't just rock it, mm-hmm. I which think it's sail, and you could go on a nice long walk. Yes. Which leads me kind of, it makes this next point harder. And um, even when you're on public, um, whether it's waterfowl or deer, turkey, whatever, is do your best to try to locate those down game. And you get a duck that you peppered and you can see it's sick and it sails off. Always keep an eye on it because they'll, they'll, they'll go for a while, but then they can also run out of steam and just right. Down but you go. need to mm-hmm. do your best to recover that yep. waterfowl. You can't be like, oh, I'm never going to get that. Just because it sails off, you know, yeah, there's times where you just can't get them. Mm-hmm. It happens with deer, you know. But yeah. so you're sky busting. Now you're just working that much more trying to locate these birds that have sailed. Or maybe you did walk in. You don't have a boat. Or a dog. And that and that duck floating out in the middle of the lake. Yeah, you shoot a duck, he sails off into 20 foot of water. When you don't have a boat or a dog. Speaking yeah. of recovering, uh, we shot a goose on the river, and we're in like the, what do you call it, like behind the levee. Like an oxbow kind of Yeah, thing? so it's super calm, mm-hmm. and we had our boat. But when we shot this, uh, we shot a Canada, and it went out into the main channel of the lake, and that thing was moving. <laughs> Like, on the get, Missouri River? Yeah, get in the boat. Yeah. <laughs> so you get in the boat and you have to, like, go chase this. You yeah. know, it was stone dead, too, but the current. that current just carrying it. Mm-hmm. I'm just watching it go away. But still had to go get it. Yeah. You can't just, like, oh, uh, we can't get it and just let it float down the river. Like, you shot it. You need to go try to get it. Um, so that kind of goes into that. Um I want to touch on like like calling and and swings and different things like the birds that you're working. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's I, a good one, Chandler. I, I don't know if it's mentioned enough. I do it because I'm not like greedy, I guess. But there's a lot of guys who hunt with me that I'll say don't call; those are their birds. Yep, I say that all the time in the duck blind. Basically, we might have seen him, we might have called at him, but they're circling the other guys, you know, more than us. And I'm just like, I'm not going to jack up what they're doing. So don't call. Those are their birds. And let's see what happens. Now, they flare out and they dip out. And they don't like something. They come on our side. Guess who's calling at them? call back at them. Yeah. But people, I mean, sometimes when you're real tight in a marsh and it just happens because I mean, Missouri doesn't have a rule against it. I have heard that, you know, some public places in Illinois, they have a 200-yard rule. And both parties get fined if you break that, which hmm. is crazy. Where at? Illinois. Sorry. Oh, Illinois. But we don't have anything set in for laws wise, yeah. for spacing wise. It's yeah. a lot of this is self regulated. Self regulated. Yeah. And it's safety anyways. A lot of this is just a lot of 
common sense and being courteous to the next guy out there so we can all have yeah. a good time. If you're out, if everybody out there is running hail calls and confusing the ducks and they're never getting down and everybody's taking 60 yard shots, you're just wounding animals and you're not doing yeah. the, you're not you're right. Not, not it just ruins right. the hunting experience for everybody. Yeah. If you, if you let those guys call on those birds and there might be, you know, it's their birds, their swing kind of thing. And they get down and get their feet wet. They get shot. They're probably dead and probably harvested to put on a game tote. Mm-hmm. And, you know, same thing, you know, but, not everybody does that for everybody else. They're all competing. If someone's flying over their spread, you're over here yeah. hail calling, trying to get them to look at you because you want to shoot them. Well, my philosophy is, is like, I don't want to do things that I wouldn't like to have done to myself. Correct. Like, why would I want to call birds off of somebody's spread when I would be pretty angry if yes. somebody 200 yards away was just blowing their lungs out, trying to call birds off of me, which has happened before and has ruined my day. Yeah. So it's for sure. I yeah. feel like that's just a common courtesy. Like if, if you see birds working somebody else's spread, give it time. Yep. They're not always going to commit. They might circle a couple of times and they might go over, check your spread out. And that's when you call at them. Right. So, yep. I've seen a lot of, a lot of birds get shot at up in the, you know, up in the sky because they got close and then they're gone forever. You know, mm-hmm. or they're gone for, you know, they were another County over. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's a bum deal. You never know what's going to happen, but it, Stuff like that happens out there. Right. You know, yeah. and sometimes you can't, maybe they're shooting at another bird and they mess up birds on your swing. You really can't do anything about that. Nope. But that just, that's part happens of public. a lot. It does. Oh yeah. yeah, dude. I like so many times I'm working like a six pack of mallards. They're just, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. Whoop, boom. 200 yards away. Somebody yep. shot a green wing tail. <laughs> and those six yeah. mallards are gone. Gone. Like, but Hey, that's part, that's part of it. That's all part of it, man. Yeah. I, I've, probably done the same thing to somebody else and not even known it Mm -hmm. um one of this is kind of more on the deer hunting side well and some you don't see it as much with waterfowl anymore because there's not a lot of conservation areas um, where you can do permanent blind setups anymore we we used to have that around us anymore yeah we used to have that at a lake around here where you do a draw system and then you Mm -hmm. can have a permanent blind so but this does go for deer hunting a lot um, is typically it's like after September 1st or starting September 1st, you can start putting up ladder stands or hang-ons mm-hmm. for public deer hunting. Ground blinds, um, this is for most places, so each conservation area might have a different set of rules, so check that. But like ground blinds, you have to take in and out daily. Hmm. You can't just leave a ground blind. But when it comes to stands, you can leave them up for the rest of the year, and then you got to take them out by like February or something like that. So double check that, but, um, this goes to like kind of where you guys are hunting a spot somewhere, um, with, you know, Invisimans or layout blinds or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, we're hunting stands that we've already put up. And so this happened to my, uh, brother, um, four years ago, something like that, I think three, four years ago. So, um, he ended up, um, where he wanted to go hunt, bow hunting, he came across a stand that looked like it was in a decent spot, wasn't as far of a walk as where he was going to go hunt. And he's like, well, I'm going to try this out. It's here, and there's no one in it. And mm-hmm. he got there fairly early. Um, and so he gets all up in it. He's set up. not he's hunting out of somebody else's stand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's pretty common. Really? Uh-huh. I would be so sketched out to sit in somebody's stand. 
<laughs> like, you, you oh, are you trusting the ratchet straps? Well, I'm sh- hopefully he would look at it. I would tell you that if you're going to sit in someone else's stand, double better, check it and make sure. You better look at what you got yeah. going on. But he, the the individual whose stand it was, a gentleman, ends up showing up maybe half hour later, mm-hmm. still before shooting time. Yes. So no problem. Um, so that guy, you know, walks up, boom, you know, my brother's in that, hang on. Um, this is public, so you can hunt anybody's stand. There's no rule, like, uh, you can't ever get in it. Okay. So, um, but there was no problem. My brother said, hey, no biggie, you can hunt here. I'll get, this is your stand, you know, no biggie. Um, the other guy, being courteous as well, they figured it out, and the other guy said, hey, I've got another stand because he had a couple spots, uh, maybe knowing this might happen, I don't know. And said, you know what? You're already here and set up. You stay here. I'm gonna. I've got another spot way down the tree line here. I'm gonna go hunt that one. And all was well. Um, although my brother did harvest then a deer that morning. <laughs> it was a nice one too. Uh, it was a pretty nice one. So <laughs> nice. Um, but in that situation, well, yeah. So one thing that happened well in that situation, they both talked. Everything was fine, right? It's like, why get in an argument out there? One everybody's armed so let's not (laughs) make anybody mad you know what i mean like just be cordial about it and talk about it two um at least on the deer hunting side if you're in someone's stand um and that can be different than waterfowl because one you can get there early but a lot of guys will go in at noon to do an evening hunt maybe you're trying to do an all-day sit so the timing of walking yeah. into a stand's yeah. different let's say let's say you got there in the morning and the guy gets there at noon hunting different time i think i mean if you're in somebody's stand it's it's the guy's stand no Th- matter that's what. what i'm saying is the guy who put it up and did that time and the effort i would he scouted it out he yeah. thought that was a spot he put the stand up put in the effort for me I would always say, no biggie, I'll move. I'll either go home for the day because I don't have a stand or I was going to hunt on the ground or whatever, or I'll go find another spot. Mm-hmm. You just give it up. It's It wasn't your stand. Um, there's no reason to fight over it, and you move on, and everybody's happy, and you enjoy the day. Um, back in the day when we did blind draws, um, and on, I don't even know if Bartlett said it, but that came through the Corps of Engineers, the actual blind draw Correct. rules. The rules, they were, had some cool rules. It was uh, 300 feet, if I remember three, right. Three or five. I don't, but no, it was, anyways, no, it was 500 feet. 500 was feet was the distance between, between blind the blinds. blinds. Yep. I don't know what that equates to because <laughs> I'm not that smart. Um, but the other cool rule was, say Josh goes out, he comes across my blind, before shooting light and it was like hey i'm gonna hunt this blind that's a good spot i don't show up until after shooting light you can hunt that blind josh wins you win now this has happened before personally to me where we just if if unless it's like four people and four people but if if your group is not big enough you just invite everybody together and everybody wins again right Yep. Cooler heads prevail. Now, granted, if a group of four walk up and you already got a group of four and it's a three-man blind, obviously you got to figure out what the rules were. Now, that has since gone away, but that was a cool rule like 
Yeah, so, but the whole thing was that blind is yours until sun, sunrise. So if, you know, John shows up an hour before sunrise and you show up 15 minutes before sunrise and it's your blind, it's your hunt. You still get it. Yeah. Yeah, even if you show up after that person. But if you show up after once shooting time starts, yeah, it's not yours. Anymore. It's not yours. That'd be awesome, man. Because what we what we would do is we would build a permanent blind like we were, like we got on the draw, and then we would put we, out yeah, like a decoys. We put out hundreds and hundreds of decoys, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't have to do anything in the morning. So we'd walk in ten minutes before shooting light. You know, grinning ear to ear, just yeah, got done eating your donut. That sounds it's per- awesome. It's a permanent set. It's yeah, permanent just set. on public. You just show up, load your gun. You yeah. show up, and you just someone runs a mojo out there, drops it in the uh, in the water, and runs back into the blind. You're ready to go. And this kind of goes to my next point: is the coming across someone else's stuff. This happened to me a couple times out at that public the public place where this, we could put our permanent stand because you leave your stuff there. Yeah, did they steal yeah. your goose decoys? Everything was gone. Everything? We show up and all of our decoys, which we did pick up, just, I think we did it because of weather or whatever. You like, put it in the blind? We put it in the blind. That way See? they didn't float away. <clears throat> yeah. Gone. Someone came. We go out there. There's no decoys. But the blind was still there? Well, yeah, they weren't moving that sucker. I think we <laughs> built a barn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would do the same thing. I mean, we had a but the full roof wood. It was, they weren't taking that. It was but. weird. We 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 noticed two things. If you put anything in the blind, it's gone. But the decoys in the water didn't leave unless they were Canada Goose floaters. And they wanted for some them. reason Canada Goose floaters were the first to get grabbed. But the old Stormfront eighty thirties they just stayed forever. But it's and and this is never going to end because, and let's be frank, just people are cowards yeah like we, they we, just want to steal stuff but if it's not your stuff if you want to use it no problem oh so enjoy I, the blind or enjoy the stand in that case but <laughs> stop taking everybody's so stuff. i have a story kind of like this about this um we would always get our goose decoys stolen but this is a different story last year we went to hunt um a place it wasn't opening day but it was pretty early on in the season and there's no more blind draw anymore in our area. After COVID, we haven't done it. So there's no more. You have to put your blind out, pick it up, take your put your decoys out and pick them up. That's the rules now. We go out there to the spot we wanted to hunt. We get out there early, plenty early. And all of a sudden, we walk out and we see a blind and decoys. We're like, oh, no. And we kind of, but we kind of stand there for a second. And then no one's there. No flashlight, no human is there. So someone has either like set out the night before or what, but no one's there, but they have all the decoys out. They have a blind out and everything. They probably weren't supposed to. And, you know, someone might've mentioned, well, we could just hunt right here because we're here first and they have no rights to what what's right here. Right. We weren't going to take anything. We were just going to, they were thinking about just hunting right there. And I basically decided to, to leave and go to our plan B spot. Cause I knew, I knew yeah. if we stayed until sunrise, when that group, whoever put all that stuff out there, which they weren't supposed to, when they got there, they were not going to move. It was going to be a mess. Right. Whatever, whatever yeah. we were going to get to was not going to be a good time. So I just said, we're going to go to the other yeah. spot. Yeah, Cause just I just like, didn't like, I, I know when we sit up here, we add our decoys to their decoy. It's just going to get, it's just going to be, a you're going to let one day just ruin. Yeah. 
And they weren't supposed to be out there setting permanent spreads or putting blinds out. Right. And maybe they did it the night before. You're still not supposed to do that. Right. But, or maybe they leave it out for, you know, all of beginning of duck season until he got caught or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That was the thing was put the blind out, leave your decoys out, but you had to have a permit for that. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. All right. What's up next, Um, Patrick? So just a couple more things um, that I kind of thought of. So um especially on i mean you do this anywhere and this comes a lot with um rifle hunting really when it comes to gun hunting on public land but that's because it happens every year somewhere in this in the country but always watching um always uh identifying what you're going to shoot what's through that scope what's beyond Um, what you're what's beyond you know where's that bullet gonna go if i miss or or when it goes through the deer am i shooting over a hill um and you get a lot of people in one area you know what i mean depending it's opening day of deer season uh you know there's hunters all over the place i've been to a spot before i was young yeah right naive i didn't kind of know where i was the sun comes up and there's blaze all over. And I'm like, we're all hunting together. <laughs> and I'm, so I packed up and left. I'm like, this is crazy. Everybody's got a rifle. Yeah. Um, there's mm-hmm. no way and one, hunting. anybody's going to get anything uh, besides someone else. So yeah. I got to get out of here. Um, duck hunting, I mean, no one likes getting peppered. You got to yeah. know where you're set up. Yeah. I've seen it on Turkey. I had a customer come in. He's sitting on a, um, tree line he's got his decoys out and you know these some of these turkey decoys now yep i mean they look real and so he's got it set up you know 20 yards out in front of him or whatever and he's all camoed up with the tree you know he's just you wouldn't know he was there and and this happened this last spring he came in and told me over the summer and someone had seen his decoy and crawled up behind him so he's between this other person and his decoy but that other hunter doesn't see him and shoots his decoy over his shoulder the shot went right over his head that's scary and his decoy blows up and he's oh you can imagine what he was yelling um and he had every right to be mad, and he was. And, and that the, the one, the other person that shot, you know, apologizing and wanted to come up to him, you know, and he's like, please just stay right there. <laughs> but, anyways, um, yeah. but yeah, just identifying because there's a lot of people out there now. Just, serious? just knowing what you're shooting. I think, um, I've, I think I've told the goose sneak story too on another this podcast good, before. This really isn't an etiquette, but it's kind of an unwritten rule don't use turkey reapers on public land. Um, is not a good idea to be reaping out there. Yeah, especially like with real the, fan with the or fan or yeah. whatever, and you're crawling around behind it. Yeah, and you coming up over maybe a hillside, and there's a hunter coming up over the other hillside, and he thinks there's a gobbler walking at him. Anyways, I I would stay away from that one. But um, okay, yeah, same thing with I've told I might have told a story on this podcast before with a guy in a canoe rolls up to a Canada goose floater spread, and it's people we know. Or hunting the spread, the guy and his son, and the guy rolls up thinking the decoy is real, oh, no. starts blasting the spread. Damn. Yeah, that's, that's a bad day. They do look real lifelike. 
They do. I mean, some of these spreads. Yeah. They can trick you. Just, I just can't. I mean. Can you imagine just watching this canoe rolling through your set and then just blasting away? <laughs> yeah, run for the hills or yeah. run for cover, yeah. whatever you got. So, obviously, Anyways, safety. Blasting. Yeah, safety first. Yeah. Uh, and then two more things, but these are real quick. So, uh, one, when you're done cleaning up after yourself. Pick up your I shells. Say, I mean, there's. Yep. Pick up your holes. You know, little Debbie wrappers everywhere and a pile of shells and, like, I mean, what are we doing? And then at the end of the year, you break down your waterfowl blind or whatever, and you leave all your lumber and nails and mm. screws and metal and good yeah. stuff to go in a dog's foot. Let me tell you, like, just take all that stuff out of there, man. True. If we don't protect what we're trying to hunt, is going to be gone. So uh, we need to take care of that. So there's uh, actually fines that you can get. If, yeah, you if can you, get fines. It's littering yeah. fines. So um, just. Pick so up clean up. And then the last one, um, and especially for novice hunters or individuals getting into hunting for the first time. So say I want to go duck hunting um, and I've never been, and Josh is gracious enough to take me out to one of his spots. Um, and we have the time of our lives. Don't break that trust with the person that took their time to take you out and show you an awesome spot. And now, all of a sudden, Josh calls me next week, and I'm like, oh, I'm hunting already, and I'm at his spot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, just just be conscious of it. Talk with each other. Hey, that was awesome. I had a good time, Josh. Can we do that again um, this next Saturday? I've got free time. And maybe you're like, oh, no, you go out there. I'll be, you know, I'm doing something else. You know what I mean? But it's it happens where a person takes someone out, and then they don't invite the person the next time they go out, mm-hmm. you know. So don't break that trust with your buddies that, you know, have been gracious enough to to show you a good spot. So yeah, that's kind of all I have. All this is common sense stuff. Um, there's not a rule book on it. So, you know. Um, Just treat other people the way that you would like to be treated. And if stuff does go down, and someone got a little too close to you and they set up or whatever. Um, cause this happens too, but let cooler heads prevail. Hey, you know, what? somebody because sets it up can too get close nasty to real quick. Yeah. And, and, and bad things have happened. I mean, there are stories out there. Mm-hmm. There's no reason, you know, everybody's got a shotgun or a rifle or a bow. Like I was talking about being armed, like everybody chill out. Let's figure out whether we want to hunt together okay i'll move you move no yep. big deal that's it and then you you can keep hunting yeah there's been times where i'm set up good to go somebody rolls up sets up too close for my liking and instead of just sitting there and dealing with it i actually pick up and move mm-hmm. yeah it's no th- two dozen decoys and, and a spinner throw yeah. it in the boat and move and you're good yeah yep 30 minutes and you're done might hurt a little bit for a second you're yep. like okay but you could it's move into the. You could move to a better spot anyway. Heck yeah! You can see a little better now. Yeah, it might end up being a blessing. <laughs> yeah, they didn't get nothing. Pretty soon you're done by eight thirty. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, um, hopefully, um, that helped a lot of people out. One thing I wanted to mention, because I don't want to forget, um, is, um, and people might have watched our Tetra podcast, um. Super cool new company we're carrying now. So that is now available. 
on our website. So um, if you listen to that podcast. Is it available in store yet? Um, I don't have it at store, but if you'd like to see what we have to offer from Tetra Hearing, go, to, go to rogersportinggoods.com. You can just type in Tetra, and there's like, I think, uh, six or eight options. Yeah, we, or you can go to sh- uh, the shoot category and go to the sh- uh, shooting range and safety is where they live under. Yep. And then you'll see three versions of Alpha Shields. I think you got Upland, uh, Duck Hunting or Waterfowl, and then Deer. Mm-hmm. which I think is an exclusive for us is the Alpha Shield deer. But we also have amp pods in there as well. There's a clay shooting one too. Yeah. Is that an amp pod or an Alpha Shield? No, Alpha there's Shield? a, That's yeah, there's Shield. one amp pod for one deer. Amp pod for deer. There's a duck Alpha Shield, gotcha. a deer Alpha Shield, a clay shooting Alpha Shield, an upland Alpha Shield. Yeah. And uh, I think there's one more amp pod that might be turkey. One more. Yeah. But anyways, they're yeah. all on there. So I'm super excited. Yeah. Um, they are now available for you to add to your cart. So um, check it out on our website. We will be working on trying to get some of that at the store available at some point. But for now, quick shipping, get online, and mm-hmm. and we'll get you taken care of. Um, another thing that we um, – I don't know. Yep. I was going to tell people to make sure they hit that like and subscribe because you don't want to oh, forget that. That's what a, a good, good save. Idea. What a good Especially save. Especially with all these. I mean, we're coming out with some good stuff. What's so. coming up? Uh, this podcast is out. Rifle season sale is going on currently Ooh, at the moment. But yeah. you're about to see. You're about to see the pre-Black Friday ad drop for Roger Sporting Goods. What? And what we do with that, and those prices are guaranteed through Christmas. We will not go lower on those prices. Those are Black Friday prices, but early. Oh, we okay. sell so much hunting gear. We split up the the Black Friday ad, and we drop a pre-Black Friday. And then later on, the Black Friday ad gets attached to it. Mm-hmm. And then later on, the Cyber Monday get, ad gets attached to it. And by the end of it, yeah. you just got just the whole thing on sale. Ad, yeah. Just one sale. The whole store. Yeah. Everything we You have. just try to break it up. So Because yeah. if we came out with one giant ad... You like miss a, so many good like things. like a catalog. So, yeah, and you miss it because you're like, man, there's so much. So we it's try like to break it up. catalogs like that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And give everybody a chance to so see it all. keep an eye out for the pre-Black yeah. Friday ad. And the rifle ad goes till... Well, there's... Thir- is it mm, like the... 13th, 14th. I think it's you guys have an extra week. You guys go okay. to the... You guys, you guys go... goes the week after... Rifle season opens. Gotcha. Goes through that next Saturday. Okay. So yeah. whatever that is, 16th yeah. or 17th yeah. or 18th. Or and a big shout-out to everybody that took part in the Big Duck Ad. You all killed it. Did you see, what, got did you see what was out there we today? We sold so many, so many decoys and really? waders you and shot you shells. Walked. It was crazy. So when, as, as we're recording this podcast in November, uh, November 1st, October 31st was the last day of the Big Duck Ad. We let everybody know it was the last day, and I walk out here this morning. <laughs> it's like everybody cow. needed to be reminded. <laughs> oh, shoot, I have one more day. You have one more day. The pallets. The pallets of decoys. I couldn't believe it. Like pallets of different people's orders or pallets of... Oh, some were pallets so, just for a person. Yeah, some yeah. were pallets for a person, but sometimes when we, people order so much of one thing... We just bring it down. We just bring all the pallets up to the front and they just fast uh, ship it out. I got you. Because we're you. that fast You're going shipping. Back, You're taking it. the pallets from the slappers and just putting them by the door. You're like, yeah, you know what? We literally just put we're going to sell all the these. truck. Let's yeah. just put them by the truck. Yeah. yeah. So you guys, awesome on that. That was great. So Good job. Uh, take a look at that rifle ad as well. So, um, but yeah, 
this was uh this is good um hopefully everybody's enjoying the the cooler weather for the mm-hmm. hunting seasons everybody's being safe out there enjoying the outdoors as always make sure you again you hit that like and subscribe on uh the bottom of this and also check out our other social media platforms facebook instagram tiktok um and x um <laughs> twitter <laughs> fk twitter whatever it's called normally knows twitter yeah uh so check all that out and uh we've always got some cool videos product reviews uh fun little shenanigans we'll throw out there for y'all so uh we appreciate everybody listening and until next time peace